Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Electronic Gaming Mostly podcast. I'm Seeker127. And it's the Gabbler. He's back. We, we both made the, it for a not second. Sidekick, week. sidekick. We're each other's sidekicks. Yeah. We're kind of a, a We're half. We're all split. heroes in our own mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the hero. I'm the hero of my own story. Yeah. Stream hero. Works. So, what's been going on this week? We'll start with you. Well, <clears throat> I've been playing World of Warcraft and Scum. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, me too. I had some internet issues. I had, yeah. uh, what, four texts out in the last two weeks from Spectrum. Piece of advice if you're out there and you're looking at ISPs, don't pick Spectrum if you have the choice. So I finally <laughs> fucked with my firewall. They finally decided, oh, the problem is jitter. I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. And um, I don't know if they actually came to do maintenance or if fucking with the firewall did it, but it's been it's been much better the last couple days. So <clears throat> we're just going to go full steam ahead on the streaming. Yeah, my experience with Spectrum is they come out, they do some stuff, it's fine for a few days, and then right back to bed. Yeah, well, if that happens, then they'll be getting another phone call. Eventually, right. it's going to be cheaper for them to just fix their shit than to keep sending texts out. Or they're going to try to do something where they charge me to have texts come out, which is not happening. Pretty standard, though. Yeah. Well, so, uh, not not really gaming-related, but, uh, you know, talk to a real estate person. I'm getting a new house. Well, it's the first house that I'm going to own. But, uh... In this weird situation, because we have to move, but then my wife has to go to uh, India for three weeks as part of her job. Yeah, uh, she's going to a five-star hotel in India, which is an uh, American-operated... Motel 6, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. It's the Marriott, so it's it's American-owned and operated, and they told her... That when she's there, not to use the uh, tap water. Oh, do if they have some kind of Montezuma's Revenge type situation going if on? Gonna, if you're going to brush your teeth there, you're supposed to use the bottled water they provide that the hotel provides. Because the hotel doesn't have any choice with the way the government works there. So apparently the tap water just smells like piss because they don't know how to do reverse osmosis in India. I guess they uh, separated from the British before they got that technology and they just never figured it out. <clears throat> so wow. they just filter the water and they recycle it. <laughs> yeah. So there might actually be piss in the water. There might actually be piss in the water. It smells like piss. They she, People have said, like her, her the people she talks to have said that, you know, the hotel lobby smells like piss because you can't do anything about it because it's just the water there smells like piss. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I don't envy that. Yeah. Three weeks? That sounds like a really long time. Yeah, the worst part is she's got to do her laundry at some point while she's there. So that's oh, God. a She's going to come back field. and smell like piss? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it yeah. goes. Going there. through airport but security. Worst... Ma'am, why does everything smell like piss? <laughs> Another <laughs> terrible thing about it is that if we're, you know, we're, it kind of puts us in a little bit of a rush to get a house because... Why know, do you have to move? Why now? Uh, monetary situations... Um, my, I live with my mother and her, uh, their, the 
the state has fucked her over with her social security and she's just not getting her social security check this month. So, you know, that's great. Pay into a system for retirement and uh, they don't uh, they don't have the money because they keep pocketing it. Cool. <laughs> Damn. Well, on, uh, <laughs> on a more cheerful <laughs> note, let's get into the, the game discussion before Gabler ends up on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, really so how was, how was your experience with World of Warcraft this week? I got the 120 on my Demon Hunter. I think I'm sticking to the Demon Hunter. I feel good about it. It's I like the Warrior class. I like Warlock, but they just don't draw me in like the Demon Hunter does. I'm sorry. I just want to do damage. I want to kill stuff quickly, and the Demon Hunter does that. I also just I still like the mobility. You know, when they take flying away from me... I can't get over the fact that with my demon hunter, I can, if I'm up high somewhere, I'm just gliding over everything with foul rush coming off cooldown constantly. Is your mastery still affecting your just passive run speed? Yeah. Which is also great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, it's, yeah. And it makes that uh, secondary, um, as right trait, it gives you increased run speed. I think they buffed that up to a maximum of 4% instead of 3%. Whoa. Whoa, hey. <laughs> uh, if you get that twice, if, if you get three of those, you get 12% speed on top of what you already get as a demon hunter, which I think I'm currently at 10%. I could get pretty fast, <laughs> honestly, if I play it right. But, yeah, I just hit 120 last night, but I've been playing that. I haven't been playing a whole lot of WoW, actually, this week. Yeah, me neither. Been I've, I've, been, I've been kind of bored. I mean, I, I don't really want to play my mage yet until they fix some things, if they fix some things. And I'm kind of tired of DPS, especially as a mage, because it's like I work so friggin' hard to get all the gear and get the rotations down and minimize downtime just to have average to below average DPS. Yeah, it kind of pisses me playing. off anchor healer is you're you're useful and good all season long you know the entire expansion yeah and that's why i started leveling my priest um i still hate shadow i mean if you're doing dps in a raid or a dungeon shadow might be good but just leveling out in the world all your dps is based around your insanity and going into void form which you can't really take full advantage of when everything dies at the speed that it does like it lasts a good while it's probably 10 to 15 seconds of having that void form damage boost but um Mm. starting at like level 111 i switched back to discipline and it was actually doing kind of the same amount of damage as shadow uh not so much anymore because i'm up to like 113 or something but Mm. i i like the survivability of discipline i'd rather have it take longer but i like i can't play that game for more than two hours anymore because it's just the leveling is so friggin' boring yeah, it's I think like I've just big, done it on my mage. I think, yeah, the problem is we didn't pick the right characters when we started off. Well, none of them so, felt now, good. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying I mean, out I've, new ones, and they I've still, leveled none of them feel good. Three characters now to 120 in the course of two weeks. I am just so sick and tired of that island. <laughs> I Like, when I went through on my Demon Hunter, I made a rule where I don't stay in a zone till it's completed. I'll finish the main storyline and then I'll come back to it and do side quests. I even found myself go back to Stormsong Valley and then leave before I finish the side quest. I left that area before I finished. I was like, okay, I can't do more Stormsong Valley. Well, I think the main problem is, is when I level, I like to use my guide and just mindlessly go through it while I'm listening to music or something. It's not a very good stream thing to do, though. So it kind of fills in the time that I'm waiting for you to get online 
or if I'm, like, and I don't play a whole lot of games if I'm not streaming, so I've only still gotten my mage to 120, and everything else is kind of significantly lower than that, so. Well, Tuesday, they're releasing Warfronts and all that. So. Like, part of me just wants to kind of finish the war campaign and grind out the rep on my mage, because I, like, I have a feeling that once you do all that, there's going to be certain things you'll be able to skip on alts. If not now, yeah. then eventually. And I'm already so close on well, my they'll mage. They'll probably put the leveling gear on that after the first patch or something. They'll probably up the leveling gears. Level I, I guess they're going to just keep adding these arbitrary items that you have to buy to level it up. I don't know why yeah. they just don't make them go to max level. Whatever. They're so... Blizzard's kind of scummy sometimes, man. They'll just... You already have to buy currently if you don't have legacy armor for leveling you have to buy a piece that caps at level 60 and then you have to buy another item that bumps it up to i don't even know what the yeah, number yeah i think is, it goes from 60 to 90 to 100 to 110 uh, it's, and it's expensive it's, yeah yeah it's really it. expensive it's very expensive and un unnecessarily expensive I mean, it's better than it used to be because it used to just be literally a piece of gear. Now you're kind of buying the recipe and I mean, you can just make it whenever do, you want. All they have to do and had to do was have one leveling, one one item that levels it up to the current tier of max level. Like that's all they had. I don't know why they do these dumb things. Where well, like, I mean, that's essentially what's happened, but it's happened several times to where they don't combine them into one item anymore. It's just... You know, one at a time, 60 to 90 to 100 to 110, whatever. I think it's just to get more gold out of you. Yeah, of course it is. But, I mean, I don't uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, there's something to do with, like, the economy, trying to balance their economies by spending gold on NPCs. But, like, I don't really know how that works. It doesn't really make sense to me. It doesn't even matter at this point. There's no economy in World of Warcraft. There's an auction house where people don't understand the value of items and that's it you have a bunch of people that just don't get it like you don't put a, <laughs> the reason why things are really expensive in the new expansion early on is because raiders want to get raiding and mythic dungeon runners want to get mythicking but they don't they didn't take the time to level up their herbalism or their alchemy or something like that. So they're willing to buy it from you on the auction house. Well, that's not the case anymore because Blizzard has this dumb thing where they decide to gate that content for a couple weeks. So people that are alchemists and herbalists that then instead of leveling work on their profession so they can put it up on the auction house for really high prices... I get that they think that there's a supply-demand system going on there, but the reality is that it's just not necessary anymore. The raiders and, and stuff like that, once they hit 120, they have time to work on their profession. I mean, um, I don't ever remember buying gear for the sake of like, oh, I need this gear piece because it, that, that's really low compared to all my other stuff. If I buy gear, it's usually because it's a transmog or something for a quest. But I don't know where these people get off paying ten, twenty thousand dollars for or gold dollars. Jesus, they probably would pay that much. But you know, I I don't know why the people are putting gear like that on the auction house, and people are actually paying those prices. And it seems like the the value of WoW gold is even going down. If you look at the um, 
the WoW mm-hmm. token prices right before the expansion that was up to almost two hundred and ten thousand. It's lost almost a yeah. hundred thousand gold in value. The gold value has definitely dropped, and it's because Blizzard. I don't know. They me- I feel like they mess around with stuff too much. You got a big giant five million gold mount. That the only benefit to it is it has an auctioneer on it. I mean that's pretty that cool, cool, but I mean even that's for the auction guy, I guess, but like the person that manipulates the auction house. But the, there's no economy. They keep trying to act like there's an economy in this game. There's not an economy. It's just people that don't understand the price value of things. Somebody goes to the auction house and they have an item that they want to put on the auction. They they search and see what somebody else has valued it at. And then they either undercut them or sell it at the same price. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an artificial economy because in a real economy, money doesn't just disappear into the ether like when you spend money on repairs or pay an NPC for something. So, I mean, it's a, it, there's kind of one, but not really. I can understand yeah. the idea of gold sinks from back in the day because, you know, Vanilla Wild, the only way you made gold, basically was through the auction house you could not just go do quests nothing dropped more than some silver like you couldn't farm out enemies or something like that it wasn't a thing and you didn't just get a lot i mean i played i i raided 40 man next which was probably the hardest content in the game ever these people running mythic raids think they're running difficult stuff i had to wake up farm rum tub tubers I had to farm grave moss so that I could make shadow potions. I had to farm all the ingredients I needed for my health potions. And then I would have time to log on my friend's rogue because I didn't have time to level one and go to Fellwood and farm fell cloth off of enemies there so that I could put them one at a time on the auction house for like a couple gold apiece. And then hopefully have earned 60 gold so that I'd have enough to repair my full tier two set after a night of wiping on Lotheb <laughs> for like six hours. Six hours of wiping on Lotheb trying to kill that boss. Where back in the day, once you healed somebody as a healer, you couldn't heal again for like two minutes. So all the healing was done to only the main tank. You had six healers rotating one single heal. <laughs> They'd get to cast one heal on their tank, and then they'd have to wait for the rest of the healers to do their rotation on it. And all the DPS got no heals. They had to use like a rotation of potions, shadow protection potions, bandage, everything you could think of. And you'd have to kill them in a certain amount of time. We got that guy to 1%, by the way, before we ended up stopping before Burning Crusade, like like most guilds do. Kind of just sitting on the sideline until the next expansion book. There's a progression guild. Dorm scale. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Overall, uh, this expansion isn't sucking me in like uh, like Legion did. Legion, you know, I was on my mage pretty much for the first three months. Wanted to get as far as I could, getting as much gear as I could. But I think a big part of it is there's no artifact stuff to shoot for. Like, it felt like I was getting more powerful. Here, it's just, what, random Azerite trait rolls, which well, really don't do a whole lot? There's no progression other than gear. Um, you know, in, in Legion, 
every time you got enough artifact power to level up your weapon, it was exciting. You'd go back to your class, order hall, whatever, and you'd uh, get a new trait, and the traits were pretty good. You had things like increasing the decreasing the cooldown on some of your big cooldowns and to a significant degree you know increasing your you know damage on certain abilities that was it was great now it's this azurite armor trait stuff that's okay but if you don't so if you don't have the levels to get the traits it almost feels like you're not complete is all it is you know yeah uh, and even once you get all that gear I don't even know how it's going to feel. It might still feel like shit. Well, the biggest problem is in order for it to be effective, you have to match things up. You have to get like three stacks of a certain thing. Certainly, I guess you could be middle of the pack, kind of. I have one of each, but it's just not as good. Well, it's just grinding out gear you already have, which is not great. Because you get, you open up your artifact or your um, your Azurite armor, and it's like, okay, do you want this? Uh, this uh, this passive that affects all specs, but it's kind of shitty. Or do you want your spec specific one that's also kind of shitty? Okay, well I guess I'll pick the one for my spec. And then the next one is like, do you want this heal or do you want this movement speed increase? Both of which are very underwhelming. And then the third one, always 100% of the time, is increase the item level by five. Yeah. Like, wow, five. Pretty weak. Pretty weak. Like, they, they don't I, feel that good. That would have been way better if, if it was, like, some really good thing. Like, an ability, maybe. Like, an actual active ability that they give you. Yeah, like, maybe some of the stuff they took away from you, from your artifact weapon. Or legendaries. Or some. Or legendary. I think I think that's what Azerite armor should have been. I think we talked about this a little bit before on the last podcast, maybe. Maybe we didn't. Uh, I've just mentioned it so many times that I can't even tell, but... I feel like Azurite armor should just have had legendary concepts on them. Like instead of, if you want to get get rid of the legendary system because you don't like it, and then the Azurite armor is the new legendary system. The pieces have the final, you know, slot is a legendary type trait or something like that, or ability that changes the way you play the class. I think a lot of people have talked about that too, and and mentioned it. And you know, Ian Hazakosta is he just. He, 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 let me let me let me tell you why you're wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, let, let me, let me, that's all I hear him say. Honestly, if you want legendaries? Uh, uh, Legion alt is there for you. You can go back to uh, Legion with an alt character that you level up to 110, and then you can uh, go disable your experience gains and play Legion. With who? <laughs> like, is there a group of people that do I that? I mean, he didn't say that. I'm just kidding. But like, Jesus. Yeah, that's how that's that's a sad commentary on the state. Like I believed you. That sounds like something he would say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I have to force myself to to level up this priest now. And I don't like I don't like being in that situation. I don't like having to force myself to play World of Warcraft. But that's what it feels like I have to do. Well, there's a lot of time from now to the next expansion. <laughs> that uh, is true. Inter- World of Warcraft's that game that just keeps bringing you back intermittently, you know. <clears throat> I mean, I know how you play games. Me personally, I'll dip into WoW here and there. I mean, I'll certainly be playing it more in the next coming days to a couple weeks now that I have the class that I want at max level. But <clears throat> I'm not even really excited about raiding. I mean, I want to. Uh, but I'm not super excited about it. It doesn't. This is just 
So far, the expansion's a little meh. I know it's going to be a slow start, and then it'll probably get really interesting in the first content patch and things like that. But I, I mean, I know it's it's like the fastest selling WoW expansion to date, but I really hope that a lot of these people start dropping off and that Blizzard sees that and realizes that yeah. they got to change something. Well, they need to listen to a little bit of feedback to some degree on this one. Um, people just aren't happy with the Azerite. It's not it's not great. I feel like uh, the Azerite traits need more work. The uh, current top tier Azerite trait for a demon hunter that's Havoc, at least, is like some passive lightning bolt crap that uh, it doesn't even change your rotation. So it's not even some cool stuff that's like, eh, do your do your blade dance more often or something like that. Hey, do oh. me a favor. Pull up that, uh, what was that thing you were reading off yesterday about the Azerite traits and all the stuff that Hazakosis was saying and how ridiculous it sounds now that we've actually played the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was their old interview from, uh, oh God, I think I was Googling it and I brought it up. I don't even know how to spell his name. Uh, take a guess. Google knows. <laughs> I remember there was the one where he was talking about the active versus passive Azerite traits. Yeah, he said, uh, so this is what he says. He says, the art of uh, Azerite traits. There are already a lot of Azerite traits that are gameplay modifying. That's true to some degree, but... Everything like you just, add to the game is gameplay modifying. You well, have to quantify that with the degree of how well, much it's modifying. So there's an Azerite trait that's like, second or third on the list of what's best for a Havoc Demon Hunter that sets it up to where whenever you, the last hit on an enemy with your blade dance does extra damage. And you can stack this to three times and it does a lot of damage. But, and, and that'll make you want to do blade dance on single targets more often. I already do that anyways because I take first blood, but whatever. It, it makes it better, but if to people that wouldn't play like that, it would certainly make them use Blade Dance on single targets. So that would technically change up their gameplay. Uh, or like if you got the one that when you fell rush, it causes your demon form to slam down and do damage. You would start fell rushing on single targets, which is really annoying. But so the, this, <laughs> but the best one for demon hunters is a, is a passive lightning bolt. So I it doesn't. It doesn't matter how many Azerite traits are gameplay modifying. And this is the big problem with Blizzard that they don't understand. There will always be the best option. Yeah. Always. Unless if they haven't learned that with their new talent system the by now, then I don't know if they're ever going to learn it. Because ever since they changed the talent system to this tiered thing, I mean, it's always been like, this is the one This is the one path you need to take if you're going to raid, if you're going to do dungeons, if you're going to be solo leveling. And they, I, I don't know, they keep going in there trying to make different talents competitive with each other on the same row, and they're just not. Well, there's all this stuff that's just useless right now. I, I was talking about this the other day when we were streaming. The There's a talent row for Demon Hunters. Most of the talent roles for Demon Hunters, and I'm sure this is true with most classes, there's just talents that are so useless they shouldn't even be there because nobody should be picking them. 
and you could argue all day that there's some mouth breather somewhere that's picking it. That's not a reason to keep it. It's terrible. There's yeah. no competition between talents. Like some classes, maybe like mages, if they want an AOE versus single target, sure. There's there's so many talent rows. Well, that are I mean, just... even mages when you're, you know there are competitive talents. It's stuff we've had at the same time in past expansions. It's not adding anything new. It's not. Well, that's it's fairly true though. That's just like it, it's better for you to take the other other talents in that situation. Well, no, I'm not going to go into it again. But like last week, the the whole flame on versus phoenix flames, adding the legendary abilities to two of the talent rows, like. I used to but have all those in Legion. Flamon just better all around. I mean, you, you buy get more Phoenix Flames, but Flamon's better, is what I'm saying. You, well, it's better in the sense that you get more Pyroblast procs. Right. So, but yeah, you I miss mean, out on a lot AOE, of other things. In an AOE situation, it might be, you know, Phoenix Flames, but Flamon is just better all around for single target, right? So you would never yeah. consider. I mean, there might be people out there who's like, I still like Phoenix Flame, so I'm going to take it over Flame on. But they're just wrong, is what the problem is. Those people yeah. are just wrong. So it, it's almost pointless. It's not really a competition. Um, I mean, it, I'm I'm tempted to like go back and switch back to Fire and change my talents up, like get rid of uh, Pyroclasm and take Meteor again. Because I'm still taking Pyroclasm, even though mathematically it's not as good for single target or AoE. Maybe Meteor's math better on is both just of those. too hard for Blizzard. I don't know. I, I get that math is difficult. I don't like math. But there's <laughs> got to be people out there on their team or that they could hire that can figure this shit out to where the numbers are close enough that they're actually competitive. Look, anyone could go out there and use Simulation Craft. I've done it. It's not that hard. You import a character with all your gear. You pick a fight style, some <laughs> other modifiers, and you hit go, and it sims your DPS. I guess, you know, there's... Uh, certainly there's people that would take a 1%, 2% increase in damage, but I think if you got it down to small percentages like that, 1% to 2%, people would start choosing based off their play style because they wouldn't be so concerned with oh, 2%. What's 2% of a million damage, right? It's not that big Two of a deal. 2 million damage. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm Blizzard. Get it? I'm Blizzard. All right, okay. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I think that uh, that's really what they need to start looking at. And I don't think they're going to. I was talking to someone on, on my stream the other day about all this kind of stuff, and um, I told him I think this game has one, maybe two more expansions left in it before it it stops and they come out with something else. Yeah, I, can't. I think that lines up with the storytelling as well. I think there's just a few left. I mean, that's another four to six years. I mean, even that's well, too long. Well, so the big... Well, if you look at Blizzard and the player base, every expansion's always kind of been something different. Certainly they've had expansions that have been Legion-focused, like Demon-focused. You look at the Burning Crusade and Legion as examples. you got to separate those. You can't have those back-to-back. -back. I mean, you could, but it's, it's going to be... You're going to lose people because there's going to be a lot of people going, oh, we just did this. I want to see something new. Uh... So, right now, in terms of the, the lore, you have Ashara, who's going to be working for Nazoth, who's the last old god. The old gods work for the Void Lords, which are the new big enemy. Certainly, the Legion isn't completely defeated. I mean, we think the Legion's defeated. Sargeras, yes, he's not dead. He's, you know, 
trapped or whatever, being held prisoner. Or maybe he's being reformed, who knows, uh, by his brothers and sisters and the Titans and, and Illidan. But, and they could, they, it could come back and be a presence. Maybe he gets a redemption arc. Who knows what they're going to do with that. But when you're looking in terms of big enemies, there's no more big enemies. Certainly Blizzard can pull out these random, lame expansions. I don't know, though, because everything's been a big enemy. Even Mr. Pandaria. Mr. Pandaria was a big enemy. The, the entire time you're dealing with the blood of an old god. Now, what's the big so, enemy here? They're trying to make it out to be Sylvanas, kind of. But then it's, after, it's after the cutscene, there's, there's nothing. It's going to be Nazoth. Nazoth is the final old god. He's trapped beneath the ocean somewhere. You know, he's responsible for the Emerald Nightmare. He's responsible for the Curse of Flesh, as he calls it. Uh, he's responsible for Ashara, and she's going to be a big player in the next upcoming patches. And uh, he'll probably be the final boss of the expansion. Now, pr they could draw this out a little bit. They could make this expansion focused on Ashara and have her be the final boss if they're smart about it and want to drag this out a little further. And then the next expansion could be some kind of all the old gods are resurrected, and it's an old god, full-on old god expansion. And then, I don't think that's necessary at all. <laughs> well, the problem starts to happen with the Void Lords. Once you get past this final old god, which can't take that long, once you get past that, you're already past the Legion, the only enemy threat you have are the Void Lords, and you can't have six to seven expansions after that that are just fighting shadow enemies. It'd just be the same. Certainly, there's a lot of planets out there, and there's a lot that can be done. And there's really infinite possibilities if Blizzard's creative about it. But I don't think they're creative at all. Just listen to Ian Hazakostas talk about classes with Azerite. The team yeah. keeps having to keep you something, keep giving you something new just to give you something new. No, you have to give people something new as a reward for leveling, man. Like, there, there has to be a reward for leveling. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned this last week, but that is probably my overall biggest problem with this expansion is you always seem weaker as you're leveling, and it's just worse this time. It's gone on the game has gone on for so long that it's really hard for them apparently to give you a sense of progression that you're building on all you've accomplished in the last expansion. Feels like you've you're losing it all. You focus yeah. way too much on items. You're only as good as the clothes you wear. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's a big problem. When like you play Dungeons and Dragons, that. and never <laughs> when you played, yeah, the Vampire Hunter. When you, <laughs> um, <laughs> when you play Dungeons and Dragons, your gear, you, you you know, you get wondrous items and magical gear all the time, but it's nothing amazing. You know, it'll increase your stats a little bit and give you some cool little thing like, oh, I got these. I got excuse me, I got these boots that let me fly. Sometimes you know that's great, cool, awesome. In World of Warcraft, it's like, uh, I got these boots that make, you know, give me like 160 agility. You know, now I'm more at, like, what? What is that? That should be on your character. That kind of progression should I be mean, on your character. I mean, doesn't it seem to you that he's just being a negative Nancy? Right? It's like, hey, why don't you make gear unique? Well, then everyone well, will be just, overpowered. He's just dodging is or, all he's doing. Why can't we have more abilities? Oh, because it creates bloat. It's like, but we also don't want everyone to feel homogenized in the same. It's like, well, they do. Well, then get creative <laughs> and stop making the same damn abilities. For but then everyone classes. will be overpowered. <laughs> so? That's the whole point. It's a fantasy game. Yeah. I, I want to feel like a hero. But they are obsessed with this whole system of balance. And maybe it's just because he's, you know, he's a raid designer. 
where that's maybe that's more important than it is out in the open world. But you got war mode now, so like you don't I have like to worry about getting ganked by, by people. Yeah, bloat is I fine. I like bloat. I like having a totem that I only use one percent of the time playing the game. I mean, speaking of bloat, why the I fuck do I have remove curse have again? <clears throat> yeah, what is that? Like, uh, we don't want bloat, but we brought back these useless buffs and shit. That's just to make you feel good. I don't know. We're spending too much time on this jackass. <laughs> Ian Hazakos. Last thing I'll say, because you brought it up, it doesn't. Those buffs do not make you feel good when the game is balancing around you having those. Ninety percent of the time, I forget yeah. to even activate them because I haven't done it since like Cataclysm. That's why they took it out in the first place. It's like Ian was an idiot and didn't pay attention to what was going on. He's been around since Wrath of the Lich King as a uh, as the raid designer. Like, maybe you should have paid attention what was going on in the boardrooms when they were meeting. Like, the reason why those buffs were removed is because you just end up balancing the encounters around those buffs. And then when people go into those encounters and don't have those buffs, they're at a disadvantage. It's supposed to be a little... It's called a buff for a reason. Like... Hey, let's get ahead of this content by drinking flasks and eating food and getting all these buffs. No, now it's just required. Yeah, and that's the problem with all that stuff. Is like if you want to raid seriously, then you it, you need all that stuff. Like there, people will ridicule you endlessly if you if you don't have a flask on or you don't have your yeah. um, whatever that other thing was <laughs> in Legion. Yeah, it's some kind of incompetence. I don't I don't understand what his problem is. I mean, I would much rather them remove all those buffs that are, quote, necessary for raiding and add bloat in the form of utility or just more spells, more abilities, things to change things up, make your rotation better, or not even have a single rotation. Have several viable rotations, depending on the situation. They need. There needs to be way more utility abilities just for fun. Um... You know, talents shouldn't be about DPS increases. Talents should be actual, like, fun things to pick between. Do you want some kind of random portal? Or, like, when you think about, like, the Warlock, I know it's baked in right now, and I'm just using it as an example. I'm not saying that these should be talents, because Blizzard certainly shouldn't be allowed to just take shit you already have and put it on the talent tree. <coughs> Ian Hazakos is. Uh, <laughs> Imagine if you had to choose as a warlock. Imagine if a talent row was instead of a DPS increase, and some of them do this, but I'm saying all talents should be like this. You had to choose between, you know, the portal that you place down and then you can teleport back to at any time, or the portal that connects between two places that you can, you know, right click on and it shoots you somewhere, or some kind of other portal that does a different a different thing. Those are your three options. That's how a talent row should look like. Which one of these do you like the most in terms of utility and fun? And it still has impact on the gameplay for raiders and PVPers, but it's it's just utility stuff. You know, it's nothing crazy. It's not like, well, uh, do you want to take this ability that increases your DPS by 15% on the numbers? Or do you want to take this ability that increases your DPS by 20% on the numbers? Or this ability that doesn't work at all that's what the talent trees are at like right now yeah which one am i gonna take gee i fucking wonder i, I don't know why this is but it, it's almost like they don't know what they're doing when it comes to the talents for certain specs because i'll go back to fire there's a row where one of the talents i can pick is have two charges of frost nova <laughs> that's a fire mage that's great for uh, pvp sure 
But that sure, should be a yeah. PvP talent. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why is that even in fire? I mean, they they replaced the ice barrier with uh, blazing barrier and prismatic barrier for different specs. It's like they 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 started moving in that direction, then they just stopped. I just I can't, can't believe. believe they did that in the middle of an expansion. You would think if they truly went in there and reworked the classes like they claim to have done for this one, stuff like that would have been changed. And not only that, they've already added more animations and more effects to all the spells and abilities, especially warlocks. So, like, why why isn't there anything that's like, it's sure, it's a frost nova still, but it, fire nova, and it fucking melts the soles of your shoes to the ground, and that's why you're stuck there. Like, no, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm a no. There's no creativity at Blizzard, man. It just, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, here's an idea. Just take Frost Nova away from Fire Mages and make it to where they can survive more damage or something. I don't just If you can't figure something out, work around. Who are yeah. hiring these people? This is like basic level stuff for a company. Hey, uh, can you come up with something for the Fire Mage so we can start having them be just about fire? Okay, boss. All right, uh, it's been a week. What do you got? I don't know. We're just still going to stick with Frost Nova. Okay, well, you're fired, and I'm going to get somebody else that can do it, or at least I'm moving you to a position where you can't make this kind of damaging decisions anymore and cost me a week of time. I yep. mean, that's basic shit. All right, well, we can continue We can continue the World of Warcraft conversation next week because I want to get on to other things. But By the way, you don't have to explain it like the shoes melt to the floor. All it has to be is some kind of like fire effect at your feet and nobody would question it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Immobilized. Your feet are burning. <laughs> That's all it has to say on the tooltip. Hot all foot right. Nova. Hot feet. Alright, <laughs> so uh, Dead Cells and Retro Games. I've been playing a lot of... Uh, dead cells the last couple weeks i know you haven't been playing as much of it but i still really like it yeah especially like i i'm not really a fan of roguelikes i didn't play a whole lot of like uh binding of isaac and that kind of thing but uh this game i like i like the fact that uh everything you do there's kind of a sense of progression and not everything resets when you die like you're supposed to die and like slowly chip away at the overall progression of doing all this Yes, but now yes. it's just gotten to the point where it's kind of too hard for me. <laughs> I've made it to two boss uh -huh. cells. It goes I up to four. I guess you make the game difficult in the beginning, you got to ramp it up in the end, right? Yeah. But that well, is kind of an issue. I don't know if you've beaten the final boss yet, but every time you beat the boss, no. you get a, a boss cell, which you activate at the beginning of every run, and it makes it more difficult, and you get some different gear. I don't really understand the, the purpose of using them. That's why I haven't been doing it a whole lot. You do get more uh, cells to spend, but you also die more often. So it's kind mm. of a trade-off. I end up kind of getting the same amount of cells. And I die yeah, a lot more because like the damage... Close. Sounds like you're getting close to some kind of like uh, you got to do a cheese build every single time type deal. Well, it's not necessarily a cheese build. It's just synergy. You know, like I came across one that I almost beat the game on uh, two boss cells with where I got, uh, I was using a green, which generally gives you more health and survivability than the other colors. And I got a colorless electric whip, which normally isn't green, but it was colorless and it did 300% increased damage, but I took 300% increased damage. <laughs> 
but the way it auto tracks enemies and how fast it goes and how much damage it was doing, it didn't even yeah, matter. Whip, the whips aren't actually that bad once you get some good ones. You just have to find a way to get the damage up. Its default damage is is really bad. I don't especially know, for I know, some of the, en some of the enemies. Some of the whips that I found were pretty good. I used them for a good bit. They're they're so fast. They stun lock and uh, go through enemy shields and things like that. Yeah, I got some benefits to them. There, yeah, there are some benefits, but it need it's got to have some kind of damage buff because they just don't do enough damage by their default. Well, Even if it's just of, something uh, simple. Workshop stuff. So maybe there's something in there. Yeah, and I've been wanting to try that. The only problem with that is that every time you activate a mod, which you can only activate, as far as I can tell, one mod sure. at a time, restart. you have to restart all your progress. <laughs> so I'm that's why I haven't done that yet. But it's funny because I was using uh, the electric whip build and I, you know, I take a lot of damage, but I do a lot of damage and I open up a chest and it's one of those chests where a bunch of bats and shit come out of it. And they just like wrecked me down to like one health. So I don't know if you know this, but you know, when you get hit and you see your life bar go down, there's that orange meter that slowly goes down. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the amount of health you can get back if you attack fast enough. Oh, so they got a bloodborne system. Yeah. Okay. So I was getting hit and almost dying, but because I was killing so many enemies so quickly with that whip, I, I didn't take any damage. I got like <laughs> three quarters of my health back. I had like 8,000 health or something. I got most of that back just by spamming a button. So mm. I, I think it's really interesting the way that they, uh, there's kind of these synergies and there's just so many weapons to pick from and like the advantages of picking all these colors. They did a really good job. And it's actually gotten me into looking for other games that are similar. So, you know, I got that Salt and Sanctuary game that we still haven't played a whole lot of, which is more slow-paced and more like a 2D version of Dark Souls. And uh, apparently there's a lot more. Apparently there's like a whole genre of these games you've probably never heard of that are like these Metroidvania-type things. Now, the thing I think would be really cool is I've been kind of dying to play Symphony of the Night again. And I kind of want like a... Uh, a full game that's like that, you know, instead of it being a roguelike. So, I don't know. Maybe Salt and Sanctuary is that game. But, I don't know. It's different. It's kind of unfortunate, too, because uh, if you have Xbox 360 or maybe even Xbox One on the uh, Xbox Live Arcade, you can get Symphony of the Night. You can also get Resident Evil Code Veronica, but you can't get them on PC. Hmm. Well, I'm excited about our Resident Evil plays. I've been Thinking about bumping it earlier, but we got to keep the schedule. <laughs> uh, we can do whatever we want. November is going to be rough. Yeah, but I want to do it leading up to the remake. Well, I think what we should do is, um, I don't know, maybe in the next two weeks, three weeks or something, um, play through Resident Evil 2 and 3 since you've never played them. And yeah. we'll still do our lead up to the game, but we'll just skip the ones you didn't like. Because I'm telling you, Resident Evil 2, the original, is going to be pretty long. Because it's basically four games in one. we got a whole month to play it. Here's yeah, I know, but dude, they they push back Battlefield 5 to November. Yeah, I know. That just means that November is going to have more shit to do on it. Yeah, so, I mean, instead of forcing ourselves to play I mean, like other games we don't really want to. Battlefield 5 for weeks and weeks. Back to back, though, I mean. Yeah, maybe not, but it's... Um, it's definitely going to get in the way of playing straight through all our Resident Evils. Hmm. Well, I'm just saying. Plus, I mean, I want to do that because I don't want to be pushing it to the very end to figure out how to play Resident Evil 2. Since I don't have a capture card, i got to find it on PC somewhere. <laughs> and with this whole emulator thing, 
blowing up. Shite's getting su shut down all of a sudden. I'll look into it. That's just one site. There's plenty of other ones. All right. We'll do that. <coughs> so, yeah, I've been kind of trying to look for good retro games, but it, it's tough. It's tough to, like, look at a game on Steam and decide whether it's worth buying and playing. Well, it's tough to look for those in terms of, like, I know there's some really good old PC games out there, but the, the Steam store isn't very helpful in t in finding those. Like, you can't just search in the store retro and it comes up because it, it's all based on the title. Yeah, and it's it's kind of unfortunate too because when you when you look at a game in the store page, it has tags associated with it, you know. And Metroidvania is one of them, but you can't search by that. Yeah, you can't. You got to click on tags and go to like recommended tags and global tags, and then you got to go down and scroll through everything and read every damn thing. And it's not in alphabetical order for some dumbass reason. I just, there's I mean, I was searching for thousand tags. Okay. Yeah. 28,000 tags in the global tags. They're not, if maybe if they were in alphabetical, it would be fine, but they're not. I mean, I was just looking through popular new releases yesterday, and I'm still getting stuff like Witcher 3 Game of the Year Edition. Like, it was giving me old games. I'm like, why are these here? So, I mean, it could be like Netflix, right? Where it just filters out shit that it assumes you don't want to see. Maybe. Even though I do want to see them. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I mean, Steam is great at a lot of things, but. Um, discovering uh, new games, can, not so much. There you can see that Steam is also spying on people because one of my recommended tags is political. Oh, yeah? You know, oh, yeah, Steam? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love those political video games. C-SPAN, the video game! Apparently, This is the Police is a political game. Papers, please? Does that count? Yeah, well, that one, yeah, I'd call that political. Sure. Crusader Kings? What? <laughs> If you're playing that game, I mean, I know nothing about that game, but if you go into Crusader Kings from a political perspective, that's the wrong perspective to have. Yeah, it's not <laughs> political at all. It's a, it's like Risk. <laughs> risk is not political. Because politics in it, there's, you got to choose policies. Oh, and Civilization V is also politics. Got it. Okay, you're an idiot. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about here with this other shit coming up. Yeah. So that, that's really all I wanted to say about Dead Cells is then I've been enjoying it as a filler game. It's a good I game. I don't feel like I need to commit time to it if I don't want. I can just jump into it and. If you enjoy difficult games or like road like roguelike side scrollers, it's it's a good game. Uh, the last thing I'll say, I never. Um, I've never played a game where I died so much with mm. with, uh, no <laughs> with no frustration. That's the only game that doesn't absolutely trigger me when I fail. Mm. All right, yeah. so uh, next up is Death Stranding, which, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of news about, but um, I've just been seeing more and more people jump on this bandwagon of fuck Death Stranding. I st once I saw the gameplay, I wasn't excited anymore. Really? Yeah, and I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking like, why? You know it's Kojima. Well, we haven't even you know seen that, gameplay really. Yeah, I you've mean, seen saw some shots of him running. Yeah, I mean, if you were expecting it to be Metal Gear Solid, I like I don't know why you would expect it to be Metal Gear Solid, but that's not what this is. And trust me, with a Kojima game, you're not going to be able to divine much out of it just by looking at pre-release trailers and gameplay footage. It's going to be completely different than what you think. It always is. There will be a gameplay trailer that's 
focuses on exactly how you play the game when it comes out. Like if you if you look back on you know the Phantom Pain, we had a bunch of trailers that didn't show anything at all. <laughs> really, they were just artsy fartsy things because that's how Kojima is. And then eventually got that big gameplay trailer that ran for like seven minutes, the ran Red Band trailer, and it was amazing. It showed you like the time uh, passing mechanic. It showed you. All the crawling animate, like how you could crawl around, the, how light was a big deal. You know, it, it showed a lot of stuff like that. But even then, it still didn't give you the full-on aspect of what the game was going to be like in terms of gameplay. It's not. I think gamers today are a little too um, up their own ass. You know, no, there there yeah, are some definitely. game developers. There are some game developers that will release a trailer and it'll be some lady or some guy talking over some gameplay footage and they'll explain to you exactly in detail every single thing that you can do in the game and how the game is played and things like that. And then there's game developers that do more traditional trailers where you get a little bit of gameplay as a teaser. You know, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, it's not a standard. People need to stop acting like it's some kind of standard, like, oh, Red Dead Redemption released their trailer. Rockstar does their trailer where some lady talks to you and it tells you exactly how so <laughs> they can go play that fucking game yeah death stranding is gonna be a weird game first of all because it's Kojima. yeah well that that's a given <clears throat> it's gonna be i think what he's trying to do is a stealth survival horror game i think that's what he's doing now when i say survival horror you think about like Resident Evil. It's not meant no, to be. I mean, I mean, originally it was meant to be scary, but it's not really meant to be. It's not really scary. So it's not. I don't think it's going to be. I think be, it's more atmosphere. He's going for the horror survival type atmosphere. I think he got a, a yeah. jonesing for it when he was working on Silent Hill and yeah. kind of wants to bring some of that over. But he also, you know, you know, he has probably more experience with stealth than anything. Why would you not incorporate yeah, some stealth into it? Sneaking around these creatures that can just kill you is scary. It's it's gonna be kind of scary like that. And I'm certain. I mean, you know, the guy managed to slot in a pretty good experience in the Phantom Pain with that segment where you go through and shoot your own soldiers because they're you know, oh yeah all fucked up. And that was kind of horrifying. I thought zombies were gonna be a thing. <laughs> I honestly did. I thought they kind of were. Yeah. Let's face it. Well, they kind of were. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The only of, thing that I'm a little hesitant crazy. about is uh, the invisible enemy thing. I don't know why Japanese developers think people like invisible enemies. It's it's not good. So I hope that that's not like the core mechanic of the game or that it's yeah. not too frustrating or cheap. I'm thinking it's just a product of the story. I think they're dimensional creatures. Um, it seems like for what I've gathered from looking into the game over time is the game is going to be about Earth and there was an impact. And it brought some kind of uh, <clears throat> beings or creatures from another dimension. If it's not an impact-based system, because they called it, they call it something. The extinction factor is what he has. Um, that's what they call it. Uh, it. So it's either something like that, or something was drummed up in a laboratory. Some kind of like Half-Life-esque, you know, interdimensional portal opening type type shit. And <clears throat> I think you're gonna end. That's that's kind of thing. I don't know what the floating people are about and all that. You know, Kojima is a very artsy person. So all the strands connecting people with the umbilical cord stuff, that's who knows, man. Maybe there's some creature yeah. in 
space that they're all connected to. No, I think I think the, the most important thing you said there was who knows. I don't know why these people are taking like a hard and yeah, fast stance against do, this yeah. game without knowing shit about it. To even all think you, you know anything about this game so far, you're an idiot. Because it's first of all, it's Kojima, and second of all, you haven't seen much. Those two things together, I mean, who knows? It could come out and just be Metal Gear Solid Six. It could be PT. You know, this could all be fake. It could just be. No, nope. so it wouldn't be the first time he's done some crazy stuff. I mean, it's all speculation at this point. They could be connecting to some kind of umbilical creature that's in the atmosphere, you know, surrounding the planet. That's just it's in another dimension. So you can't see it, but it kind of phases in and out. And it's like slowly eating the life force of the planet, like some kind of planet consumer of another dimension. And I don't know. I What, what we do know is that the character you play as is Sam and he's he's a. He uh, he's a uh, delivery guy. He delivers shit. But this idea that people are like, ah, you're just gonna be running through fields. Man, there, do people even pay attention? There's a segment where he pulls a gun out of a case. So what's the point of having a gun if you can't shoot things? You're clearly gonna be able to shoot things. Now, it may be that there are enemy play, enemy NPCs, like like human enemies in the game that want to steal your shit, or you know, uh, that want to try to has, harass you it's you're talking about a post-apocalyptic game you know typically in those games the zombies aren't just the only bad guys and you know the, kojima's watched the walking dead he's a fan of all these things he's not going to be like oh yeah the only bad guys are the the people floating in the sky no it's going to be there's going to be people that are bad too kojima hits on those notes all the time yeah i mean if maybe if kojima wasn't making this game i probably wouldn't have taken much interest in it, but I have I have a little bit more faith in him than maybe I maybe I should have. Maybe it will suck, but I doubt it. I don't it see how it suck. could. It might suck, but it might be great and a, an interesting experience. I I mean, there's this like interesting shit called the time fall, which is this rainfall that ages organic matter. People are always asking dumb shit like, why doesn't it age the clothing? Like, what do you mean? Why doesn't it age the clothing? It ages organic material. Yeah, so they make their clothes out of nylon or something. Yeah, or plastic or rubber. Well, maybe not rubber, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's like living materials. Whatever. Don't start to um, point out plot holes until you know the plot. <laughs> yeah, don't. Exactly. Uh, the creatures, when they walk, seem to have like stuff grow up around them. People don't understand stuff too. So, like in the trailer, the girl cries when the when the creatures walk around. That's like an actual psychological thing, by the way. There's some like I don't remember it off the top of my head because I'm not that smart, but I read into it. There's actually some kind of like chemical compound thing that's supposed to do that to you as a human, and that's what Kojima's playing with. Like this guy reads shit, okay? This guy reads books. Got our shelf a reader. <laughs> This guy reads books and shit, but there's like some really like high end psychology type shit going on with the girl crying whenever these things come around. And that's that's what's led people in the community because there's people out there that are looking into this already and like trying to figure out what's going on. And they're smarter than I am. And they have figured out, you know, and, and it makes it all lines up with like extra dimensional creatures and stuff like that. It's it. That's why they cry. Um, the handprints and stuff, that's probably just 
some kind of artsy stuff where like he lost his family or something. You know, that, they talk about how Lindsay Wagner, who's a famous old 80s actor. Yeah, she uh, does the uh, sleep number bed commercials now. Yeah, it took Kojima <laughs> three hours to explain the game and sell her on the role. Okay. This podcast is not brought to you by the sleep number mattress. Could be. Open to sponsorship. Just saying. All right, continue. Somebody asked, Kojima Productions said, yes, Death Stranding has a set release date. How else would we be able to set a budget? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, people are always saying stuff like, does this game have a release date? Of course it does. You yeah. idiot. Here, here's what people don't understand is games get release dates very, very early on, but they don't announce it because it could I mean, get pushed back. most people understand that, except for these new gamers that play Fortnite all the time and don't pay attention to shit. By the way, Kojima Productions also said uh, the release date is before the Tokyo Olympic Games and before the new Akira. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, no. people just need to ask the more pertinent questions. When are you going to announce the release date? You know? Yeah. One step so at a time. Because even like Todd Howard just came out and said like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know when Elder Scrolls 6 is coming out, but I'd be yeah. an idiot to tell you. I'm paraphrasing, but he, yeah, right. that's basically what he said. Because God forbid you say a, that it's going to come out, you know, late 2019. You got to push it back a year for one reason or another. Well, let's not you don't want to. You don't. You don't want to <laughs> deal with that blowback from the community. There's apparently a death and purgatory system in Death Stranding. Um, when you die, Kojima talked about this early on with the game. He wants to make a game where when you die, it's not game over. So what happens is when you die in the game, you fuck up that area forever. You can't go back there. This is why I think it's a survival horror game. What other reason would you have to go back to a location other than resources and things like that? You have to have a reason for people not want to die or else they'll just be like, well, I'll just fucking die. Well, and, that's uh, interesting because that fine. must mean that there's few or no areas in the game that are 100% required in order to beat it. That's right. Because you could just um, end your fucking game if you die in the wrong yeah. place. So there's purgatory. So when you die, you go into a purgatory and then you get out of purgatory and the area you come back to is now a crater, you know, that because you've, you know, the, the, the thing has happened or whatever. They talk about that in the trailer. The guy's like, you have the extinction factor. You'll be fine. But that area will be decimated. <clears throat> so that's cool. The role of the baby. Nobody knows what it is. It's probably some cloned creature. You can only speculate at this point. Obviously, it's capable of detecting the extra-dimensional creatures. Maybe it has something to do with... Uh, maybe... I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. no and the gameplay trailer seemed to be completely different. Like, people's opinions pivoted like 180 degrees between the Maz Mickelson thing and the new gameplay stuff. Well, yeah, you have to combine those together, you know. If you look back at the Mads Mikkelsen tr gameplay trailer with Grandma de Toro, he's in kind of a, a World War II kind of setting. I mean, obviously, it's not World War II, it's the future, but he's. it looks like they've taken tanks and soldiers from an old era where and and done something with it. What does that mean? Uh, the, the planes flying through the air were definitely World War II era, but they had the strands coming off of them. Is this some time travel stuff that's going on? There is time fall in the game, so there might be time travel situations. He's clearly a villain with the way he's set up. And that shows you that there's much more going on here. And if you look at the third trailer, even the third trailer that they, or sorry, the second trailer after the Mads Mikkelsen trailer where they have the, uh, where they have the, the old man that falls to the ground and starts aging and all of that shit. Uh, Mad's character shows up. Just he just teleports on top of the truck, and he even does his like little, 
you know, shush and then points kind of thing. So maybe he's not really a villain. He's kind of an anti-hero. I don't know, but he's he's maybe there's different levels to the powers you can get from these things. You know, she talks about how she he talks about in the last trailer. He says, I have the extinction factor, but it's not as good as yours because he can only sense them. She can apparently see them. Maybe there's different levels. Maybe the Mads Milkison's character is like some fucking government agent guy that's been injected with shit and he can teleport and shit and use it even more. So there's a lot of cool stuff that's going on here. I think people need to calm the fuck down because it might be really interesting shit where you start off as a delivery boy and later on you're teleporting around and shit. Okay? Yeah, I just keep an open mind. I mean, you need one if you're a Kojima fan, really. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Lindsay Wagner played the bionic woman and that's why Kojima likes her. She's younger yeah. in the trailer, but she's actually an old woman. I well, not old, mid fifties maybe. Yeah, uh, that's still old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna remind you. You said that when you're in your mid fifties. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if there's anything more we can really speculate on with Death Stranding. That's they haven't showed a whole lot. That's um, about all I got. So let's move on to this new game called Scum, which uh, mm. we have pretty different opinions on this. So uh, I'll let well, you talk getting... and then you let mm-hmm. me talk. So go yeah. ahead. Opening statement. Well, they're already doing a patch soon. They've, they've teased it. They put out a picture on Twitter or some shit where the developer is talking about a good patch. Uh, it's a standard survival game. If you like DayZ, you'll probably think that Scum is way better. Because it just does a lot of things right. Uh, I certainly it's not perfect. It still needs something to do at end game. Currently, it's you know the gameplay loop is you know gather gear uh, and survive. And it's to hit on the survival point real quick. It's very deep. Um, you have an entire tab dedicated to metabolism. And you don't have to really pay attention to all the deep parts of it. I mean, I think I don't really pay attention to it a lot. Uh, I know you can give yourself a heart attack and stuff like that. And some things just aren't in the game for that menu yet. There's going to be later on diseases. They have all the pills in right now as loot for all the types of things you can get, like parasites. But right now you can just drink out of rivers and it's not a problem. Later you'll probably have to boil the water or sanitize it in some way. They don't have a really uh, system to get blood back and all that. So there's a lot of detailed things they still need to add to get on the same level of loot as DayZ standalone. But there's a lot of things they're doing around. Glitch through a wall, uh, which, granted, they need to fix that. The AI is a little botched right now, and the robots, they have these big, giant death robots that protect some of the high-end military loot areas. And I like it. I think that's good. I think that's a smart decision because if you look at DayZ, there's nothing protecting the airfields and things like that. You just go there and uh, you get shot immediately by people just camping it this way. I, I can't imagine that you'd... Uh, certainly you could stay at the airfield with all the robots walking around and, and try to shoot people and stuff, but it's not like DayZ where you can just see you know, a far a far distance at all times with like binoculars or something like that and see people running in. Uh, there's God, there's so much to say about this game in terms of like how much better it is than DayZ. I love survival games and Ark, as an example, is probably one of the best survival games out there just in terms of 
things to do and I, I, I attribute things to do in terms of how much content there is, like how many items, you know, and ARC adds that concept of mounting, you know, uh, you can tame dinosaurs and mount them and use them as mounts or use them as haulers or use them to farm things. And I think that's good, but uh, ARC suffers from the same thing Scum does right now where there's really nothing to do. You, know, you look at a game like Subnautica, although it's more story-driven, it does have a goal to get to, and I think more survival games need that. Um, you know, even Minecraft. Minecraft kind of set that standard with. I know it's not a great ending, but it's still a goal to move towards. Uh, obviously, that's not what survival games are about, but for some people, just existing in a world and and doing stuff nonstop isn't enough i think that's what scum needs and there's a lot of ways that they could do that all right well before we go on to that let me give my impressions you talked enough <laughs> so uh i'm not really a huge fan of survival games gambler knows this um mostly because how a game plays like how it performs is uh kind of a big deal on my overall enjoyment if i'm constantly dealing with stutteriness and shit it kind of takes me out of the whole experience and so far most survival games have been pretty shitty uh and scum is no exception um i, I tried turning all the graphics down and it still didn't really do a whole lot i had to turn the rendering scale to 50 percent, so i'm basically playing in standard definition to get it to stream though not just to play it well, even playing it, it would have been playing at a stuttery 45 frames per second, which I guess I could deal with, but I'd rather play at a lower resolution at, you know, 60 frames per second. But we got that sorted out. Um, my problem is it kind of feels like most of the weapons don't feel good. The guns are okay, but I don't like the whole hit V to aim down sights, but not really, but then hit tap right click to actually aim down your sights in first person. It just doesn't... It's it's hard to do things quickly if you're getting attacked by a swarm of zombies. It's kind of confusing. I've been playing first-person shooters my whole life with a certain control scheme, so when they try to incorporate that in a different way, it's, it's a lot to get used to, and I don't really see why they need to do that, but that's just another thing. The main thing is, like you said, there's just not a whole lot to do. You kind of get in there, you loot some stuff, you make some stuff, and then that's it like i've played that game one day probably six seven hours of it and i feel like i've seen all i need to see if i had to rate the game right now i'd give it a four out of ten probably and like i recognize that it's early access it does have potential um but for, as of right now i just i don't see the point now there were some funny moments go check them out i, I made some twitch clips listeners go check those out um, but I mean, if you're just on your own or if you don't have hilarious people to play with, like I do, we're great. Watch our stream. <laughs> then it's, there's not going to be a whole lot for you there. Um, I, I, the crafting, I mean, the only, I, I do like the crafting in the sense that you don't actually need to craft because it's just kind of a way to get things that you need before you find better stuff. You know, the, the best stuff is found. So, I mean, that's good because I don't like the crafting. I think that menu system in the whole metabolism tab is way too overcomplicated to the point where I don't know what's in the game and what's not. You know, I don't know what the downside is of being malnourished. I don't know what it means that my sodium level's at 360%. 
so I mean I don't know what what that heart attack. Yeah, but I didn't have a heart attack. I'm here sprinting around the whole world. Yeah, I know. So I I don't know. It just there's not a whole lot there for me. And that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) I think they I think Scum's a good game for what it is. It's got a lot of potential. It needs vehicles. It needs base building. It needs end goals. I like the idea of yeah, they've talked about some story based stuff about uh, you know eventually being able to like rebel because the idea is you're on a prison island and you were put there by a group to be entertainment for people. Um, so you're supposed to be able to like rebel against that later on, and yeah, I think it's going to be. If they go in that direction, it'll be good. Uh, if they take too long to do that, it won't be. One of the big downfalls for PUBG, in my opinion, I know people think that Fortnite was just better. I disagree. I think the problem with PUBG was that they stopped doing quick updates. They used to update every two weeks. Then they changed that to, well, we're going to update whenever we feel like it. And that was that was lame. When the game was always changing, it gave people a sense of hope that at some point they could nail it. And then when they started going every couple months as an update, that's when people started going, well, I'm not going to sit on this shitty patch for three months. Yeah, and then they released it before it was actually finished. It could have still been in early access at this very moment, and I wouldn't have blamed them. Um, What was I going to say? Something about PUBG. But that's that's all I have to say really about uh, Scum. It's... It's a good. It's a decent survival game. It's got a lot of. If you like Daisy, uh, you're gonna like Scum better. That's all I'll say. I just see a lot of words getting thrown around from these reviewers. Like amazing. It's like a good it's, game. Yeah, it's it's fine. Not for everybody a little likes while. survival games. I, it's that, I get it. If there was a goal, that'd be great. If if gearing up and then going to do something was a goal, that'd be fine. But there's currently no goal in the game. So right now... Well, that's the problem. Is a lot of games... Most games have, like, high and low points, right? There's always a point where you get bored. But there's something that keeps you driving forward. There's something you want to do. There's... I mean, World of Warcraft has a lot of this. Look at all the shit I don't want to do, but have to do to get to the shit I want to do. Most games aren't quite that extreme. But this game, when you get bored and you you just find yourself in a moment where you're like, why am I even doing this? You know? And really, it's just exploration. And we've talked about this before. If you're going to have exploration in a game, there has to be something to explore other than just scenery. Like some kind of visual storytelling, like Far Cry 5 does really well. Just stuff laying around that if you stop and look at it, you can kind of put the evidence together and put put together what happened in that area. Or there has to be some kind of material reward, good well, weapons. Well, to be fair to the game, it's it's early access right now. So. I know, I but I... Leaving Probably was that the worst time to get you into the game. I thought you'd like it because I knew you liked PUBG and the way the game plays. Maybe if we had us, maybe if the server was more populated and there were more people to kill, it'd be fun. I mean, right now there's just nothing to do unless you're on a server with other people, and then PvP is the thing to do. Yeah, but then I mean, I'll hold judgment on PvP, but if it's anything like PUBG, that's only going to hurt it, not help it. Well, I don't mean in the terms of like. The connectivity like when we shot that guy the other day on the server there was no desync issues the bullet went where you aimed it i mean i killed the guy with a pistol shot to the ass <laughs> exactly where i was aiming <laughs> like uh 
and you shot at his head and hit. You can see it in the clip. It lines up perfectly. So far, I've noted there's no desync. I don't see. I don't even see zombies like, you know, back in the day playing DayZ, the zombies would like slide on the ground sometimes because the animations weren't correctly done, or they would like skitter across the ground a little bit, like jump in a jumpy kind of jittery fashion because the server was trying to communicate with me. This game doesn't do that whole server side bullshit. Well, a lot we'll of see, stuff is client side. We'll see when there's a hundred people or whatever the maximum is in one of those servers. Cause I think that's the, a big reason why PUBG has such big desync issues. I don't is think just so. the number I think of people. it's because they do a lot of shit server side. There's this weird thing where these BR games want to do everything server side to prevent cheaters, but it doesn't work. It doesn't prevent cheaters. I mean, everything on, on Scum is client-side, to a whole lot, to a, to a large degree. If you go through a town and somebody's already been there and looted it, there's loot there for you because it's client-side loot, unless you're in a group, and then it's shared between the group. But, like, PUBG does everything server-side, which is a thing H1Z1 used to do, and DayZ did. It's it's from DayZ, like, player... I, I don't know. Is this weird system with... Arma 2 mods and Daisy, everything was server side for some reason. Even like they even talked about like the like back in the day when they would talk about Daisy standalone, they would talk about like, oh, all the the rendering is done on server side. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking Why? about? <laughs> so weird. Here, here is something that I think would make uh, Scum a lot better that they can do pretty quickly. I think is every time you hover over a piece of gear or an item that you pick up. It'll tell you what it's for. Like when I come across yeah, a piece of nice. rubber, it's like, well, do I need this? Because your inventory is very limited. Like I like the uh, the whole aspect where every piece of clothing that you put on has a certain amount of inventory spaces. Mm -hmm. What I don't like is their whole select system. I must have dropped three pistols on the ground without ever knowing it. You know, they need a they need a hip holster or something. The ability to put the gun in a belt or something like that. Like putting it in your pants pocket is a problem because. If you're holding the pistol and you pick something up and it goes in that slot, now you just drop the gun because it doesn't know where to go. Yeah, I don't oh, like you, the whole, you, you, like every time you click on something, it selects that item and until you deselect it. Yeah, that's I, a little uh, weird. It's very cumbersome right now. Yeah, it's it's early access. They they just entered early access. It's going to take a while. It'll be another year. Look, we, we've established that it's early access. Like, I'm not going to keep using that as an excuse. Like, yeah, maybe they'll fix it. You know, well, I'm going to make my judgment excuse, now. Though. No, <clears throat> I mean. an excuse because people that buy early access, you're buying into an alpha or beta situation. Yeah, I'm aware I'm of that, but I'm not going to keep, you know, just telling myself like, hey, yeah, I like this game because it will be good one day. I don't like it right now. Well, I might, might like it later, but these are the reasons I don't like it right now. That's yeah, all. That's fine. It's feedback and everything. That's good. But I, I just don't think you can hold it against them yet. Like, if they planned on doing something like that and just haven't gotten around to it, you know. Certainly in its current state, as is, it needs a lot of work. Yeah, 100%. and... Um, God, I keep forgetting what I want to say. What a shitty podcast. Yeah, let's go to Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fortnite is not a huge deal. I saw this video on Facebook where people are trying to use stretching to get an advantage of Fortnite. I'm like, what? It only works in Counter-Strike. Yeah, so it, first of all, this doesn't even work in Fortnite, but people are trying to get it to work anyway. Basically, what stretching is, um, 
imagine, like, remember the early days of HDTV where HDTVs were out and purchasable, but nobody was broadcasting in HD, so you would always get this stretched out image? That's basically yeah. what you do. You lower your resolution to a 4 by 3 ratio and then stretch that image out with the, the, the idea is that you're making the hitboxes bigger and increasing your frame rate. That works in Counter-Strike, but it doesn't work in Fortnite. Old Counter-Strike, by the way. Yeah. Not CSGO. Uh, and that's because the old models in Counter-Strike uh, used a different hitbox system that isn't used anymore to this day. <laughs> so now, this is this should tell you a lot about the Fortnite community. You got all these people walking around with their game looking like shit, <laughs> thinking they're getting an advantage, and they're not. <laughs> and that's really all I had to say about Fortnite specifically. It's all relative, too, because... You're, it's not like your crosshairs are still small and you're having more real estate for your crosshairs on the player that you're shooting at. It, it, it's all relative. Like the movements are the same in terms of per pixel movement. So, I, you know, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. I don't know if it was the last podcast or just a stream we were talking about. I think you have all these kids on the internet joining the internet and they're seeing old shit and trying to apply it to current times. Yeah. Kojima was right. We need some kind of AI to filter out all the bullshit that's on the internet. Right? It's <laughs> all this old information and people come and see it and they're like, oh, I'll do that in Fortnite. You got to look further, man. Well, let me let me <laughs> sidebar this a little bit because how many times have you gone and tried to search for something for a game that's been out for a while or a game that was in early access oh, yeah. and Google results are just fucking results that are old information that well, are that's years old. These, the search engines use relevance as as the uh the the mainstay and the, i think new needs to be the default option not relevance yeah so i don't want to really get into all that but yeah it's it's that's what's happening but what i really wanted to get into was this whole kind of gamer mentality of using cheese scratch borderline exploits bending the rules of the game to get every advantage that they can oh yeah it's game and not only not only that but developers encouraging that kind of behavior the, the best example I can think of, and probably one of the older examples I can think of, is, uh, I don't know, is it quickscoping? Is that what they call it in Counter-Strike? Yeah. When you have an AWP, and instead of shooting and let the animation play out with pulling the bolt back, you, like, quickly switch to your knife and back again. Yeah. Now, they took that out for a while, and people were livid until they put it back in. And that's probably the reason I'll never make it as a pro gamer, because I, I refuse to train myself in that kind of mentality and muscle memory and all that. I'd rather play the game legit and win that way. And uh, this fun. stretching like, thing one is... One of the most enjoyable things for me when it comes to using sniper rifles is the bolt being pulled back and ejecting the round and re-bolting. Like, it just, I don't know, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> Battlefield does it right. I know I've been sucking Battlefield's dick a lot lately, but... Um, until you got the straight pull in Battlefield 4, you couldn't even fire another round until you unscoped and pulled the bolt back. You had to manually de-scope. It wouldn't just pull you out of it. So, I mean, this is just another one of those examples, this Fortnite stretching thing. Like, if you're not going to play the game correctly, then don't play the game. And, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Like, Destiny did it. <laughs> Fucking Fortnite's doing it. Counter-Strike did it. It's a very I'm kind of tired solution. of it. You just no accuracy until you zoom in for a second. One one thousand of a second. There goes your accuracy. Uh, well, I mean, see, to like rebolting and stuff. You have to, you have to uh, 
unscope and let it bolt. And if somebody switches, nope, doesn't count. Well, that kind of leads into my other problem with general, in general, with shooters. Um, if you're talking about sniper rifles specifically, like the AWP in Counter Strike is, I don't know what's going on. You could shoot a bullet when you're not scoped in and it ends up behind you. <laughs> like, I'm exaggerating, but guns aren't less accurate because you're not aiming down sights. Well, you just can't aim with as the well. The AWP is that it, one shots people in the chest and they don't want you just uh you know hip firing killing people constantly people would be doing that well yeah, the solution and it, to that is that it doesn't kill people with one shot in the chest no i mean the real solution to that would be to remake the game where you have ads and heavier bigger weapons take longer to ads so there's it's you're at a disadvantage using it in close range they can't do that in counter strike so that's why they do it the way they do but yeah, but uh, many, many games have this problem. Accuracy. Well, many, many games have this problem where they give you a crosshair when you're aiming down sights and they can't figure out whether they want the crosshair to be a representation, a loose representation of where you're aiming or an actual indicator where your bullets are going to end up. So well, I mean, the whole you should point pick of one. Quick scoping is because the AWP kills people in one hit. So you don't even have to shoot them in the head. You might as well just put a fucking bazooka in the game at that point to replace the AWP because that's how people are using it. Well, that might Sniper be cool. rifles should be about accuracy, not power. If you want a power weapon, put a fucking rocket launcher in or some shit. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, most people would die with one shot to the chest of many guns. So well, that's, that's a balance issue. <clears throat> that's irrelevant. It's, Counter-Strike is more of an arcade game because it takes like a fucking entire AK mag to kill somebody in that game. What? When realistically it would take like four bullets. It does take four bullets. Yeah, no, dude. You haven't played Counter-Strike in a long time. It does not take... It, Counter-Strike has a really fast time to kill, and that's why I kind of still enjoy yeah, playing it every now and the then. <clears throat> well, headshots are one-shot kills with the AK, whether you're using a helmet or not, but it doesn't take a whole magazine. I mean, maybe if you're going full auto and all your bullets miss... Maybe that's the new thing. That's but how people play the game. Yeah, they that's not how I play the game because I'm not an idiot. Again. I play it the old school way, crouch and tap. And I'm pretty good at Counter-Strike for having hardly ever playing it. But it, it's another one of these games, like I was saying before, that suffers from this problem where they have this crosshair that moves dynamically, but your bullets can still go outside the, the <laughs> enclosure of the crosshair. They need to pick one. I changed the crosshair in that game so that it doesn't move at all because it just fucks up your aim. And if the bullets aren't going to go where your crosshair is anyway, then what's the point of having the crosshair bloom? Either have the crosshair bloom and the bullets stay inside the crosshair, or it's a fixed crosshair and you just accept that the bullets go outside of it. Pick one. That's something that's always pissed me off in these games. But yeah, I'm just in general very much against these uh, cheesy strategies that that people use that you know one person figures out and uses it and then it becomes like a meta well totally not meta meta and kids are even more of a piece of shit so and you know video games are mostly kids now so video gamers are pieces of shit no honor amongst gamers i remember like just for a second having a glimmer of hope that for honor would would maybe you know kind of um attract the type of people that want like a fair fight um, but then, like, the first kind of meta in that game was just fucking stun-locking people off of bridges. <laughs> so I didn't play that game a whole lot. I think yeah, I played, like, nice a free weekend. Games, but you know? 
The developer puts that in the game as some kind of cool little thing where, hey, sometimes you're going to be fighting next to a ledge and you might get kicked off and that'll be full, cool and funny. But you can't even do that because you just... All that does is lead these shitty people to stand next to the fucking bridges and just stand there and wait for you to come up so they can kick you off and shit. It's so fucking lame. Like, get a fucking life. I'm so I'm so sick of it, too, because you get these game developers. It's like fucking Fallout. Fallout's like, hey, uh, Bethesda here. We're going to fucking release Fallout, and it's going to be online only, and you're going to have to play against other people. And people are like... Yeah, but people are shitty, and but this is like, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you play internally with people that don't want to be complete assholes or they'll lose their fucking job. I mean, surely you have some friendly PvP in your offices amongst people, but you don't have, like, one person exploiting you constantly to try and fuck your day up, okay? Well, they actually have put a lot of measures in place to reduce griefing, and I think will work, because yeah, sure it's actually, do. since they've been they've talking about this stuff... They've never done this before in their entire yeah. career. I, so I don't have any real faith that they're going to be able to figure that out. I mean, there's game developers that have been doing this for a long time and still haven't fucking figured it out. Well, that's because they don't want to because their community likes it that way. And I think Bethesda... Yeah, and that's the worst part is that the, the worst... <laughs> that's the worst part about it is that what will probably happen is the only people that keep playing... Fallout 76 will come out. The people that like Fallout games will stop playing it pretty early on, and the only people left will be these fucking douchebags that want to PvP and grief people. Well, we'll and go into detail about all that stuff next week because I want to actually look up. I don't want to talk out of my ass. I want to look up like all the things they're actually doing to reduce griefing. Um, but a lot of it sounds pretty good to the point where people who are into that kind of griefing PvP mentality are actually kind of pissed off. So now you got the people Make who want Fallout. Players. The people who want to play Fallout are pissed off because there's PvP, and the people who are douchebags are pissed off because they're not going to be able to grief people. I just don't understand the no option thing. Like, just have the option for private servers. There might be. It. There might be. It's still a ways off. Give it time. Uh, they've said there won't be private servers at launch. At launch. But, you know, it might not be that bad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll right. see. I'm going to reserve judgment. All right, so quickly want to talk about destiny 2 um so you were saying last week how um if they do everything they say they're going to do it could be a good game yeah uh, you know you still well, don't have I mean, any faith I'm in bungie talking about in the content and stuff like that i'm not talking about in their competence to well uh, yeah well <laughs> i know but it's all kind of related because I mean, that's one of the reasons why i don't want to go back to it is because every time i do look at a trailer and see something cool or think about stuff like that or hear their promises of the content that's to come I am immediately reminded of their inability to even like I see like like I, I was watching the trailer and it was like all these different contents that, that they're going to oh this expansion and this expansion and this expansion. And I was like, wow, all of that looks really cool. And then they're like new guns. And I just see the guns and it's fucking reskins of shit that's already out there. And I'm like, yeah, OK, yeah, <laughs> new but, guns, you know, so I'm sitting here. I have no intention of playing this game probably for at least a year. And uh, so it's well, kind of good for me because I don't before I play this fucking game. Yeah, yeah, but I don't have to sit there and get pissed off anymore. I can just laugh at, you know, what's going on from the <laughs> sidelines. So um, <laughs> Forsaken items were dropping before launch. They were in the loot tables and shit before uh, before the expansion came out. So I'm like, that's it. Even before the expansion, the incompetent, your incompetence is showing. <laughs> yeah, this is a really easy one to uh, handle. Um, just don't put the weapons in the game until the expansion comes out. 
Yeah, know? I mean, who knows what the reason could be, but let's not forget that it took uh, over six is. months for them to fix the raid so that you, had, you, you didn't have to switch gear in order for your friends to respawn. I'll tell you what the reason is. Uh, the reason is all the guns from that they're talking about, these items, are reskins of current existing items that shoot the same, sound the same, look the same, with a little bit of color difference or something like that. And uh, they put them on the loot tables because they've probably been building them for a while. These are probably like, I feel like Destiny is the type of game where these developers are just putting shit in the game. And they're, they're not activating them. They're like, oh, this will be for an event. Like four months before an event that they plan on releasing. Like they, they just have these guys, these guys that are just bulk putting guns in the game. He's like his whole job all day long is to come into office and put random stats and random effects on guns and build sets out of them for like, uh, this one will be for the next uh, for the next rally. This one will be for that one. And he puts it in the files and it gets it gets shoved into the next patch and shit like that. And then later down the road, they're like, oh, we can pull from this. We got this shit. We got this shit. <laughs> That's why all the guns are fucking terrible. Like, yeah, sh certainly the legendaries are uh, not the legendary. The exotics are nice. Certainly. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I, I want normal guns to be completely different. I want completely different normal guns. I want a new type of gun to be introduced. Well, they are moving uh, snipers and shotguns to um, well, that regular weapons. They did that with everything. They did that before we left. They didn't. They haven't done that they yet. Did. Yeah, they did. They made they so. made it to where you can carry um, different weapon types in different slots. It's It's still a power weapon. It's just you can carry... No, no, no. This is different then because they're not power weapons anymore. I mean, some of them are like the uh, Legend of Acreus, that exotic. That's still a power weapon. Okay, so you're talking about they're actually adding snipers to like. Yes, they're reducing weapons. the power, increasing the ammo. Oh, great. So they're nerfing those. Okay. Well, there'll still be the power weapon ones, I'm sure. I hope so, but I doubt it. I do know before we left, they made it a thing where, like, you could carry three shotguns, but they're all power ammo, so <laughs> what's the yeah. fucking point? There is no point. Because, it, it, I mean, they probably have changed it. I haven't been keeping up, but... By the way... Why would you have more than uh, one of any weapon type? Because by the way, when, when ammo drops, you're just going <laughs> to not be able to do anything with it, and you're going to run out of ammo. Well, here's the situation that they probably haven't even figured out, and I don't even know if it's become a problem yet. I don't know if this is out yet, or if this is, like, some forsaken shit that was supposed to happen i thought it happened before we left here's the problem uh ammo doesn't drop unless you're using a different weapon type if you're if you're walking around with green ammo as a weapon like you're you're you have your green ammo weapon out right your energy weapon and you're walking around shooting with that energy uh, it's not energy weapon ammo that drops it's kinetic you have to switch to kinetic and start killing with kinetic to get energy ammo to drop well, it's not 100%. That is the case that your chances of getting kinetic is higher if you're using so an energy weapon. if you're running weapon. around with two kinetic weapons and a power weapon, <laughs> you got to switch to your power weapon to get kinetic ammo back at a higher rate. Yeah. The solution to this, of course... Poor bastards still playing that game. And have ammo packs. Okay. That you can carry around. Yeah, that's enough for Destiny. Whatever. Fuck Destiny. <laughs> Fuck Destiny, indeed. Can't wait for Anthem. Saw a trailer for Anthem the other day. I immediately wanted to play it in the first five seconds where I saw four dudes standing around in their awesome exoskeleton suits 
and they just start running off a ledge and just jetpack. And I was like, that's what Destiny was supposed to be. Fucking jetpack flying around. Have they shit. announced a release date for it yet? Yeah. It's in February. Uh, so we got time. Absolutely. Well, the next game that's coming out that we're probably going to play is Battlefield Five, but it's it been delayed, delayed till November. So why do you think it got delayed? I know the official story is that uh, they were taking community feedback and wanted to tweak things, which, I mean, I believe them. Bullshit. I bullshit. believe them. I don't believe it for a second. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, but they have never put out a beta with the intentions of hearing feedback. Betas are always... Battlefield... Well, this would be feedback from the alphas because the beta is not out yet. Beta is September 6th, by the way. That's this weekend. Dice and EA EA do the same thing, but it's not a beta. It's a demo. Dice and EA, Dice, sorry, not Dice, EA and Activision do this thing with Call of Duty and Battlefield where it's not a beta. It's a a demo. You can pre-order and get access to the demo. You know, it's a beta, but nothing ever changes from the beta to the launch. Uh, well, aside from maybe some back end stuff on servers. Look, the alpha is really the beta, right? That's where they take gameplay feedback. Dude, but the open beta. I understand that. The open beta is almost always to make sure the servers are running correctly when it has more players on it. I've never seen companies, except for those two companies with those two specific games, run a beta for a month. That's about as long as they're. And they don't even run it for a month, by the way. They run it for like a week, a month ahead of time, and then they shut it down, and then the game comes out a month, a couple weeks later. Here's the thing. I don't think they shut it down for feedback. They've never done this before, despite mountains of feedback from people. I think it has 100% everything to do with their pre-order sales. 100%. Now, some people have also said it's because of competition. Okay, Battlefield is releasing around the time of other games, and they wanted to push it back to stop it from competing, but realistically they're just pushing it into November to compete with Fallout. Granted, those two games can compete against each other because they're not the same kind of bag. You know, people that play Battlefield may not really play Fallout and vice versa. Uh, but I think they uh, I think they wanted to avoid what was it? Um Oh, God, what game were they trying to avoid? I don't know. When it was supposed to come out in October before they delayed yeah. it. Spider-Man? I can't. Probably not Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else is coming out in October. That's. Uh. Well, I think it has to do with the pre-order sales being poor. And they. I don't know if the delay is to, like, try and... Obviously, the reason why their pre-orders are poor is because of the feedback, because of the SJW shit. Listen, I get it. And we try not to talk about this too much, but I'm not going to shove my politics in people's face. But here's a fact. of Okay. A couple days ago, maybe more, maybe I'm misremembering. It was released by a journalist who clearly lean hard left. That In and Out Burger, okay, has uh, needs to be boycotted. They're they're trying to boycott In and Out because they found out that In and Out donated like twenty five thousand dollars to the Republican Party. Okay, big fucking surprise. If you look at the bottom of their cups, they got like fucking Bible verses on it and shit. It's a fucking conservative 
it's a conservative business and there's a lot of conservative businesses and there's a lot of liberal businesses okay this idea that like everybody has to be liberal or else is getting fucking ridiculous and the reason why i'm mentioning this is because so they call for this boycott you have actual democratic senators and shit calling for a boycott against in and out and what's happening right now the complete fucking opposite okay you look at pictures of, bo- of fucking in and out and there's lines there's fucking lines that are just ridiculous. There's more people supporting right now because that's what happened. It's just like the Chick-fil-A thing. People are like, uh, boycott Chick-fil-A, which was kind of a better reason, by the way. I'm not saying that boycotting is a good idea, but at least that was because they were against gay marriage or some shit instead of just, oh, they donated to their party of choice. The thing is, like, you, <laughs> you're just causing them to get more money. So this idea that people have, and I get that a lot of gaming community people are fucking lefties and shit. Fine. That's fine. Be whatever you want politically. I mean, I go to subreddits all the time and it's a lot of Trump hate and shit that are gamers. Like, I get it. Fine. But here's a reality and that this is something these game companies need to start considering. Fire your PR people, okay? (laughs) Because they are fucking you over. There There is a... Anytime somebody makes noise, that is a minority of people. The majority is always silent because they're happy, okay? So when Battlefield comes out and they're like, here's a woman with a bionic arm in our trailer, and people say, what the fuck is that about? That's not very historically accurate. You can't start siding with the fucking crazies on the other side because certainly there are crazies on both sides. There's people in the middle that are like, hold on a minute. That doesn't seem historically accurate. What's going on? And then the crazies on the right side go, what the fuck? Women in video games with fucking cybernetic arms? This is some SJW bullshit. And then the people in the middle go, well, hold on a minute. Maybe it's not SJW. And then the far left goes, yes, this is SJW shit. Fuck you. Diversity matters. And then EA comes out and is like, yeah, diversity matters. That's when the people in the middle go, what the fuck? This is SJW shit? Yeah, plus then you they come out and they start insulting the people that in the middle and the right, right? But the, the middle's much bigger. So they come out and say, yeah. like, if you don't like it, play another game. And the people in the middle who didn't care before exactly. are now all of a sudden exactly. out of spite. Like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Because people are principled. Most people are principled. Sure, the crazies on the right are fucking retarded. Oh, there shouldn't be that many women in video games. Who fucking cares if the model is a female? Who fucking cares? You're not going to pay attention. But the people on the left need to chill the fuck out too. Because let me tell you something. The crazy people on the left that are saying, yes, diversity matters. They probably don't even play video games. Anita Sarkeesian doesn't even play video games. But I saw her video game collection. Yeah, with like violent ass games where you shoot people and their heads explode like fallout new vegas right that was in her video game collection and then she got yeah, that was the first thing that happened in that game doom. you fucking get shot in the head and then she gets pissed off at doom at e3 when they showed that off because it's too violent give me a fucking break you people are being conned out of your fucking minds and all these fucking developers their pr people are these sjw idiots who are ruining shit for them you you cannot pick a side as a company and make money you want to be artsy? That's fine. All all EA had to do was come out and say, "Well, we're we're just we believe in allowing our artists to spread their artistic ideas, no matter who agrees or disagrees with it. This isn't a diversity thing." And so many fucking groups are doing this now, where they're like, "Diversity matters." No, it doesn't. They're they're like, Jesus fucking Christ. 
I just want games to be good games, okay? I don't give a fuck how many women or men are in it. If you want to put more women in video games, do it. But shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> don't be coming up saying, hey, guess what? We put this character in the game because diversity matters. Fucking Bungie did it too with that Anna Bray chick. I, it's important to me because diversity matters. Bitch, fuck you, okay? I'm sitting here in my house playing this fucking game. I make barely enough money to fucking play your shitty game. You're working at fucking Bungie Studios as a goddamn artist drawing shit for a living. And you're like, hey, diversity matters. Go fuck yourself. You are the most represented fucking people on the planet in terms of just seeing yourself and everything. Because you have the power to do that. You literally have the power to draw any character to look like you or people like you. And then you're going to come out and be like, there's white people everywhere putting Asian people on the backs on the back burners. Like, are you fucking insane? Are you fucking retarded? What are you talking about? Keep you're politics out of my entertainment. Please, <laughs> please. Can we just have video games without your goddamn politics? That's all I want. Okay. You want to have politics? Do politics. Okay. EA, you want to get into politics? Open up a, a branch and call it EA politics. And you can just have fucking... You can just produce shitty political games or something that nobody will fucking play. Jesus Christ. And then they're like, eh, we're going to push the game back. I think they're pushing the game back because they're trying to uh, fix the problem. Yep. And uh, I told you in the first podcast that every now and then you'd get a very compelling political rant from Gabbler. And there it was. I just... <laughs> not even really political it's just about common sense no, i know but hold on let's go so on origin sides, on origin battlefield 5 is still listed as coming out october 19th they haven't changed it um so your pre-orders their their pre-order stuff early access to the battlefield 5 open beta special assignments and a special soldier set that can be chosen from eight available sets in battlefield 5 they always do this i don't know what any of that means because i haven't played the game it's like they're so into their own lingo and what they're going to call things that, that that's supposed to have some kind of meaning. I don't know. Um, but the early access, the early access to the open beta is going to be September 4th. It'll be open to everyone September 6th. Uh, but then this is interesting. Immediate access to five mm -hmm. Battlefield 1 weapons ready for use in Battlefield 1. Unlock five of the Great War's most modern weapons and bridge the technological gap between the two world wars. I mean, sounds good, but not really going to get me to pre-order you know like why would i pre-order so i can play the older battlefield game and trust me i, I do want to play battlefield one in battlefield five as well. no, no 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 it says immediate access to five battlefield one weapons ready for use in battlefield one. Oh, okay so i, I get I, it they're I, trying I, to bridge the gap they've always done this listen, so as they release I'll, expansions for battlefield one it's supposed to be like moving I forward in the timeline this podcast redact my statement about all the sjw shit you know, when the game comes out a month from now and core gameplay has been changed. But I'm not an idiot. I, I understand that most, if they can pull it off, sure. But I understand as a gamer that's been playing games for 20 fucking years of my life, I understand that, like, <laughs> you cannot change core gameplay in a fucking month. It doesn't happen. Well, they never they said they were trying that. to do that. Their official oh, yes, statement that was, was that their statement. We're going to take the time to continue to make some final adjustments to core gameplay. Adjustments. Whatever the, fu whatever the fuck that means, that doesn't happen right before launch. Nobody makes those kind of shit. Well, I mean, Blizzard does. <laughs> yeah, well, Blizzard's fucking stupid. Yeah. They are. 
But, I, cannot, I mean, I just I want a smooth launch EA for this game. Allowing Dice to make changes like that right before the game comes out, when people are already expecting something. So you 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 sell the game to people on pre-orders and shit like that with the game being a certain way, and then suddenly you're like, well, we're gonna take a month and do uh, some adjustments to core gameplay. How about you tell me what those fucking adjustments are? Because if I've pre-ordered the game, maybe I want to cancel my pre-order if you're changing something that I think is a good fucking idea. No, that's not what's happening. I guarantee you the game comes out in a month exactly in the state it's in right fucking now. 100%. Well, I'm just saying that you know, what what you're saying could be a possibility. What I'm saying could also be a, couple, uh, a possibility or it could be a little bit of both because I'm just looking at these pre-order bonuses. Two days early access to the open beta and five weapons for Battlefield 1. Maybe it's just their their pre-order sales are low because it's not worth pre-ordering, you know? Their pre-order sales are low because people are upset because they told them not to buy the game. Nobody yeah, that's that. part of it, but, I mean, that's not all of it. I'm just looking at this stuff, and there's nothing oh, yeah, here. It's, it's the same thing that's happening to Star Wars, you know? There's not even people. anything here for the actual Battlefield 5 game that you get for pre-ordering. So well, why never really anything good for pre-ordering? People just pre-order to fucking I don't know. Well, I mean sometimes there is. We'll at least there's the uh, but even up. if it's not good, at least there's something, but there's nothing here for the actual game. I don't know. All I'm saying is the in and out thing, EA, there's been a lot of other examples when you take a political side, it does not help you. Either side you pick. And I get that people on the left think that there's a lot of them and a few of the other people. Us, me, okay? People like me. But you're wrong. Okay? If anything, it's split down near the fucking middle. As it always has been and always will be. It will always be a near even split down the middle. Or else one party's going to disappear forever. That's how it works. And what that means is they just form a new party, by the way. It doesn't mean that they join yours. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, so I'm looking at this. They're not doing the uh, the premium anymore like they did with Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 1. Now they're trying to push their premier access thing. So right now I have the basic, which is $4.99 a month, $30 a year, which gives you access to all those games, blah, blah, blah. Um, but now they have the premier version, which is $15 a month or 100 bucks a year. Yeah, I'm not cool with that. Extra, not okay extra with content for Battlefield 5 Deluxe Edition. I'm not okay early with access. Instead of, like of getting a 10-hour trial, you get the full game in early access. You get 139 yeah. games instead of 131, and you get 10% off uh, origin purchases. I, I don't see it because I'm looking down. They have this little comparison chart. So... There's three versions, Standard Edition, Deluxe Edition, and Exclusive to Premiere, which is not available yet. Uh, they all get the game, obviously. Uh, early access to Battlefield 5 Open Beta. They all get that if you pre-order. Uh, early access to Battlefield 5 itself. You don't get that with the Standard Edition. You get it with the Deluxe and the Premiere. Paratrooper gear. At launch, choose from eight special soldier sets available and customizable. and uh, Sets available and customize your troops. One set for standard, six sets for deluxe, six, six sets for premiere. Immediate access to five Battlefield 1 weapons. All the pre-orders get that. Standard edition special assignments. All editions get that for a pre-order. Deluxe edition special assignments. Deluxe and premiere edition only gets that. 20 weekly items with airlift. Deluxe and premiere edition gets that. So from what I'm seeing here, 
upgrading to Premier gets you absolutely nothing extra out of Battlefield Five. Above the deluxe edition, yeah. you get and some stuff. Here's the issue with that: um, I could just buy the game one time for sixty fucking dollars, and I never have to pay you monthly. Continued. They're really fucking dropping the ball on this thing. I think they should have just stuck with their base subscription concept, with their vault, where games eventually go. Yeah, they still that have vault that for free. Yeah, but that's what they—that's what it should be. This whole premiere thing is just stupid, and all it does is set them up to be able to to, to divide the community into oh, this is this isn't going into the vault for another two years or some shit because they want you to get the premiere. So I don't make. If you're out there, game developers, don't fucking make multiple subscription tiers to your fucking services. Especially okay? like this. I mean, you get maybe 5% more value, but you're paying three times as much. That makes no fucking sense to me. Well, and the worst thing is you're just going to you're just gonna alienate the people who, who pay the lower subscription tier by doing a higher subscription. You're not fucking Netflix, all right? You, you, you don't provide a service like that. You don't have access to as much shit as Netflix does. I pay $11 for Netflix, and they have thousands of Oh, no, no, wait. Oh, hold on. Here's the deal. You can't pre-order the Deluxe Edition unless you have Premiere. That's stupid. Yeah. More so you basically, you're not getting early access to Battlefield Five. Um, you're getting one set of paratrooper gear. Listen, EA, here's a tip. I know that money is important because you're a corporation. I'm not against that, Okay. Here's what I am. I'm just giving you a tip, okay? Don't tell people that you want money. Pretend you don't want money while you secretly want money, okay? That's how it works. Just be Ubisoft, you know? They want money too, and they make money, but they don't fucking throw it around all the time. Hey, you have to subscribe to this, be able to order this, my dudes. <laughs> That's so fucking clearly obvious, man. And not yeah. necessary, by the way. Not even necessary. It it does nothing for you. Oh no, we made it to where people could pre-order the digital deluxe edition without Premiere. Oh, so yeah, they're mean? they're trying to do this whole oh yeah we're pushing the game back. Pre-order sales are low, and now that I'm looking at it, I understand why the pre-order sales are low. Like not only do I have to pay more for the deluxe edition of the game, which is seventy one ninety nine. With There's the discount, but then I got to, if I want the deluxe edition, I have to sign up for $14.99 a month premiere yeah. for absolutely nothing. Like you don't even get anything for pre-ordering that you can use in Battlefield 5. So yeah, that's why your pre-order sales are low. I think there's a lot of reasons low. for the pre-order sales to be low. I, I really do. But I think the reason why they're delaying is because the pre-order sales are low. They can't, they can't release Battlefield 1 to the success that it was. And then come with Battlefield Five, and then, I mean, they, you know, their investors are going to be like, "What the fuck is going on, Dice, EA? What's going on?" Yeah. Well, that's it for that. I think we got a little bit more Spider Man we can talk about, just a little bit. I mean, I don't have a whole lot to, to say about it. I don't understand the hype. <clears throat> I don't understand all the hype. I just behind want to talk it. about one thing about it, which is the graphics situation. Okay. Go for it. All right, so I understand there's a lot of gamers out there that don't understand how graphics and video games work. Seeker and I are PC gamers primor primarily. Graphics is our jam. It's what we do, okay? Every time a new game comes out, and Seeker more so than me, 
everything is like, okay, let's optimize this shit for my system right now. Before I even play this game, I'm going into the, the video options or the display options, and I'm figuring this shit out, okay? One of the big problems right now is people are linking around all these images where, like, well, this is what it looked like at E3, and this is what it looks like now. Yeah, because that's how it works. You see, when something is set up for an E3 presentation, it's... uh still being worked on now here's the weird thing to me i'm going to try to get a picture uh if i can so that uh you can see what i'm talking about they're not gonna be able to see this as a podcast yeah but i want you to see it <laughs> okay i don't give a fuck about them they can look it up uh no i want you to see what people are talking about so i'm gonna uh link this here in Discord, it's in a, it's an admin here. Fuck it. So check that out. So the problem that people are having is, and I can we stop putting gate at the end of everything? By the way, puddle gate. Right. Jesus, just fucking stop. It's not, it's not even a big deal. So if you look at the image from E3 versus release, the release looks better, and I'll tell you why it looks better because everybody out there is fucking wrong. Okay. Oh, but you can see. More reflections. Look at all the reflections in the water. That is so fucking unrealistic. Water on the ground doesn't reflect like that. Okay? It, it may be in large pools, but just water like on the ground. By the way, why is there so much fucking water on the ground? Why is there so much water on Spider-Man? He looks all shiny and shit. Yeah, it's not raining on him here. So they decided to... So one of the things the game developer talked about is it was a different time of day and that there's weather systems in the game and shit like that. So the E3, you see, but people are like, yeah, but there's more reflections in that. Yeah, because they toned down the reflections. Or They're there's just gonna... less water. I mean, there's not as much water in the release photo. Maybe it's a different they, time of day. There was less rain. Who well, knows? they definitely came out and said that it was a different time of day. Uh, you can also see, like, if you look at the shadow at his knee on the right side, the shadow on the right on the bottom is correct. The shadow on the top is incorrect. Okay, shadows aren't like shadows are. They don't obscure. Like, put, get a light source and put your hand over something and look at the shadow. It doesn't obscure. It's not black. Your shadow isn't this black thing that obscures everything underneath it. It just it adds a shade. It, it's it's you still see what's underneath it, even the color of what's underneath it. Like I have a light right now. I'm putting my hand over this fucking bagel. I can still see the bagel and the color of the bagel. It's not just a black bagel all of a sudden. Okay. So people are like, oh, it looks worse. If you look at the there's other shots where you can see the shadow of the building on the building in the far back left. The shadow in the bottom part is softer. The shadow at the top is harder edges. We just learned about this at the NVIDIA conference. The one at the bottom is better. Okay. Shadows are soft. They're not. They're not these like very rigid things. So they said they took out some of the water because uh, the first of all, water is a system hog. So let me tell you how games work, game community. Whenever uh, a reflection exists in the game, it's not like real life where nothing has to be processed. Okay, all of this shit's being processed on a fucking computer. So you have to double the image. You're seeing two images of the same thing. That's double on textures and everything else in reflections. Now, there are some smart AI systems that do that these days. Ray tracing is going to be making that a lot easier. So Yeah, and ray tracing is not out for this game. This is not a ray tracing game. It's not going to be uh, on the new NVIDIA shit. 
So it's, you know, it's coming out in a couple days. The fucking graphics card's not even out yet, is it? Or it just no, came out? September 20th is the first wave. Okay, so you're you're dealing with a situation where they decided to tone down the reflections so it can run on other people's computers. Well, it's not computers, sorry, on, on PlayStations. Yeah. It's a PlayStation-only game. So they had to tone it down so it can run on non-pro PlayStation. They probably showed a pro gameplay at E3, and then they toned it down so that people without pros can play it. Because you don't want to be playing a fucking play. So what do you want? You want the game to look like it's from E3, or do you want the game to fucking have and have jitters, or do you want the game to play smoothly and still look good? Because I'm looking at these two images, and there's... This isn't like a Ubisoft thing. They're trying to co relate this to like the Ubisoft shit where Ubisoft had Division looking like this and then it came out like that. That game was on PC. There's no excuse yeah. for that. This is a console title. The game on the bottom looks just as good as the one on the top. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the one on it the looks... top, I mean, I think the, the water and the reflections do look good. I don't think the bottom one looks worse. There's just less water, so there's less reflections. But Spider-Man looks like he's covered in wax on the top and he looks like he's actually wearing clothes on the bottom. Yeah, claw. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know what that's about. Uh, and this this is the only image, by the way. This one image. Yeah, and first of all, games most always look better as a still image. Like so take some, uh, take like Shadow of Mordor or the second one, Shadow Shadow of War. Right. Yeah. You can play the game, and yeah, the game looks good when it's in motion. But like, just pause it in photo mode and look around. Look at all the like the expressions on everyone's faces. Like that's happening in real time, but you never notice it. So you, you, there's not really a whole lot to gain from looking at two still photos and comparing them. Like, ooh, yeah, the reflections. Guess what? When you're playing the game, how it runs, the frame rate, how consistent it is, that's all going to look way better to you than this still frame of reflections. You're not even going to notice the reflections. Whenever I have the option to turn the uh, reflection resolution down, I always turn it down to half resolution. There's no reason to have reflections with full resolution because, like you said, you're doubling the amount yeah, of rendering it's doing. While you're watching it, but while you're playing it, you're not paying a fucking attention to it. You're, yeah. you're playing the game. Now, the developers have come out and said it's just a change in puddle size. There's no downgrading and that they, it definitely wasn't a performance issue as they have spots with tons of puddles in the game with no performance problems. So I had nothing to do with performance. Yeah, I, and they're being very they're not, political about their answer. They're their being answer. political about it. I disagree. I think it probably is a little bit of a performance. Because you game know someone do this. They remove some stuff. Well, you know that there's someone behind the scenes just thinking, like, why the fuck do they care about puddles so much? Yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> but certainly this happens to games. This is a game development process. When you make a game... You make it, you, you you build all the assets and stuff like that, and you get it running, and then the art team does a first pass on it. And then after time goes by, the art teams do multiple passes on things because sometimes some things are just done way too much or or whatever. Personally, I don't think the puddles look that great in the top image. I think it's too reflecty. Certainly some areas would have reflections, like the back left puddles in the well, top. Well, it looks like I'm the sun is right outside that window. So there's more bloom coming from that window, and then that leads to more reflections in the thing. So, I mean, I think it looks good, but I don't think puddles always look like that unless you're at just the right angle, which apparently they were. Every angle's correct for this entire puddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at the bottom one, it's more realistic. The puddle on the bottom right has reflection in it, but because that's because the angle. The puddle right in front of him to the bottom left a bit, no reflection. It's just like a dark spot where it's wet. That's how puddles usually are. They reflect things at angles because that's how water works. 
So the top one was probably changed because it was just too fucking much. You can actually see the puddles are in different locations here, too. It's not just like they removed some of the puddle. I'm, I'm assuming that there's weather mechanics in the game. That's why Spider-Man was wet. And there's pro he probably we, he'll probably look like that when he gets wet in the game. I mean, whatever. Just, I'm not really that worried about it. I mean, it's, it's PlayStation exclusive. It it's PlayStation exclusive, so mm. I'm not going to be able to stream it to the quality that meets my standards. So I'm not going to By the way, can it. I just throw this out here at the end of the podcast? Gamers, graphics don't matter. Certainly games looking good is important and nice, but there are a lot of games out there that don't look top of the line and their gameplay is fucking marvelous. Good graphics is a is a plus. Okay? It's it's a uh, a luxury, a nice little luxury to have. It can make a game a little bit better. If Minecraft looked modern, it probably would suck based off how it is. It would be just weird. Yeah, as it is, fucking it sucks here. because it still doesn't run very well. When you look at certain games, like look at Dead Cells. We talked about that earlier in the podcast. The game is an eight. It's like a, a classic retro game, right? A, yeah, it's like a 16-bit kind game. of thing. Yeah, it looks good. It plays good. Certainly the game could be like full 3D with fucking, you know, mesh models and everything, and it would look great. But either way, it's fine. And honestly, I think it looks better as a retro pixel game. Because it, it kind of has a little bit of a, a little bit of a well, you just have to, to it. differentiate between art style and um, and actual graphics. Because for me personally, I was playing uh, Sleeping Dogs again the other day, and that game still looks good, not great, but good, good enough, and, yeah. and, and it runs at a solid 120 plus frames per second. Well, look at Shenmue. It's it's much more enjoyable to play a game at a high consistent frame rate than it is to play it at like 4K. Look at Shenmue. Nobody that likes Shenmue is going to have a problem playing Shenmue with the way it looks. That's evidence that graphics don't really matter if the gameplay is good because that's what people people that have played Shenmue know how fun the game is. So they don't care that the graphics are downgraded. I mean, certainly they wouldn't be against it being updated to modern day standards, but it's not a negative impact on them if it's not like that. Gamers need to chill out. I mean, I enjoy having good graphics, Listen, you keep, but... You keep putting all of this emphasis on graphics, all you're going to get left with is shitty games that look good because that's what the developers are going to focus on. Yep. Gameplay first. Hashtag gameplay first. Put it out there, everyone. Well, that's <laughs> it for me. I think. I can't yeah, that's all that. I got. So, uh... Yeah. Uh, go to a thing. You can find us on Twitch and Twitter. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Seeker127. On Twitter, Seeker127Gaming. If you search for yeah. Seeker127 or Seeker127Gaming on pretty much anything from Facebook to YouTube to Twitter to Twitch, you'll find me. Uh, this podcast comes out each and every Sunday, so be sure to look forward to that next week. Gabler, you got anything to say? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitch. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Slash the Gabler. <laughs> That's G-A-B-L-L-E-R, Gabler. And then uh, Twitter, I made a mistake last week. It's not the Gabler. It's, uh, that's what it says, but the actual handle is at T-G Gabler. So that's three, that's one, two, three, T-G-G Abler. <laughs> <laughs> should probably change that. That's kind of confusing. Yeah, I should. Yeah. All right, so the next stream will be Tuesday. Be sure to check that out. We'll both be streaming something. 
Probably World of Warcraft because they got that whatever the fuck is coming out coming out. Right? Am I right about yeah. that? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. probably what we'll be doing. Have a happy Labor Day, everyone. Thanks for listening. And you'll hear us next time on Electronic Gaming, mostly. Later. Peace.